Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hour number three of the program. Had a good one for you. Got a great, and I mean great, moment of zen to end the show from Scott Woodward, who took direct aim at a certain football coach in Alabama. Plus, we go inside NFL training camp to Washington with Mitchell Titchler, who will give us the inside scoop on the team in the NFC East. But first, it's our weekly chat with Carter Bryant, host of the Carter Bryant Show on 1071 FM and 1400 AM in South Arkansas. He's a stand-up comic, and he's a must-follow on Twitter, at Carter the Power. My friend, how you doing? Set, 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 set. Good evening, my friend. I have uh, eaten, I think, about like 30 or so wings today at one of my listeners. And so one of your listeners needs to do this as well. He cooked me a chicken wing medley today, Uh, lemon pepper, buffalo, some raspberry habanero. Some of that pepper still caught in my, my, my system here. It was a lot, man. Uh, by the way, I'm getting uh, hungry because I haven't eaten tonight. So, um, yeah, this is a little unfair, I would say. Dude, I, I know. I, I'm, I'm that, and, and the only reason is because I kept saying the word chicken wings on my show one day. And he was like, hey, I'm going to go get some chicken wings. And the weirdest thing is, like, like I, I know this guy fairly well, and I went to his house. And he had this gigantic house and just like a mountain of chicken wings, like a, like 150 chicken wings he just cooked. And I was like, this this sounds fantastic. So there you go. Uh, there you go. So chicken wings for Carter Bryant and uh, crumbs for Logan and I in here. In fact, Logan had a – what was it? Was it Dr. Pepper's? <laughs> it was something to, uh, um, that uh, – he, he was a very good producer behind the scenes, Logan uh, Carter, as he had a, a – um, a beverage disaster. Hey, Logan, just come on in here. What, what exactly happened again? Because you were like a rock star in there, making sure none of the equipment got even a whiff of uh, of beverage on it. What was it? Yeah. So, uh, so I had a soda back here that uh, I was going to open up to go along with that sandwich that we had talked about me having earlier, and uh, that soda happened to get really shaken up, and so when I opened <laughs> it up, it exploded everywhere. <laughs> but I, I, I made sure to make like. All of it got on me. And oh, I none saw of it. Got it. On the I, I kind of saw it. I, I mean, Logan was like dive bombing in there to protect the the awesome board that we have. It was some impressive work, Carter. Like, uh, yeah, you would have been, uh, you'd have been impressed if you were here in yeah. the studio. The only fact of life that we know is a logo would make sure that nothing got messed up, and B, if it was Timothy Frederick Zimmer behind <laughs> the board. <laughs> All of it would have malfunctioned. It not only would have spilled in there, it would have spilled in all your sister stations somehow, some way. Oh, don't say that. We've actually had some malfunctions of the apparently morning coffee variety as they've researched it. Oh. Yeah, we used to have – and look, this, this is – I think people, long-time listeners of the show will remember this. About a month ago, maybe it was two months ago now, I was doing the show, and Logan, you you got to remember this. I was sitting here about this time of night, and all of a sudden the entire board over here where I'm sitting just goes out. It's like I don't have any control over my audio, 
And I ended up having to do the show from like way on the other side of the room. It was weird. So this is giving me bad flashbacks now, fellas. I don't want any of this. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm sorry about that. You remember the slogan? You had to remember this, right? Yeah, no, I remember it. I remember, uh, actually, didn't we have, uh, we had Jacob Wasson, didn't we? Oh, we did. It was a Tulane Tuesday Yeah, segment. it was a, a Tulane Tuesday segment. May or June. And uh, yeah. you're, uh, we, we couldn't get your mic to turn on at the host position, so we had to move you across the room to another mic. Oh, I'm realizing how embarrassed I was because I had a guest in studio. That's right. Yeah, oh, this is and we terrible. Had to, we had to call in our, our great uh, studio uh, our studio engineer, Dominic, yes. to, uh, to come help us fix it. <laughs> he was a, he was a rock star that day. Uh, so we're getting yeah, – we're, we're totally radio nerdy here, Carter, and I'm sure there's about five yeah. people still listening here. So let's talk some yeah. sports. You want to talk some sports, man? Let's do some it. Sports and sprouts. Yeah, and in your LSU Tigers, they're opening up against Georgia Southern. So I want you to answer my uh, Blue Runner Gumbo opinion poll question: Are you a bad LSU fan if you don't go to the Georgia Southern game? Yes or no? You're not a bad fan because you, as a fan, has the choice of whether or not you want to go to a game, even if you buy a ticket. Now. If it's a home game against an SEC opponent, that makes a little bit more sense. You should probably use that ticket. But you are free to do whatever you want. Just understand that every voice in there and all the crowd noise that you make does make a difference. Now, of course, LSU will be just fine against Georgia Southern. I know they're a quirky option team, but still – LSU fans should definitely go. It's opening night. It would be a little bit different if this was just in the middle of the season. It's just a cupcake after playing a bunch of other games. But come on, it's Tiger Stadium. There's national championship implications. So, yes, as a fan, you have all the right to do whatever you want. But come on, it's a first game. Go! First game, Carter. And finally, uh, yeah, liquor, or at least beer, in Tiger Stadium, right? Yes. I mean... All the beer that you could want. I was reading about that earlier. What was it? 80 tons of ice? Really? I, I just don't know, Seth, if – and I understand people don't want to lose their buzz from the tailgate, which is why they're happy they can they can get a beer. I just don't know if after drinking beer that was relatively cheap, a.k.a. I've never had to pay for a beer at a tailgate, to having to pay 8 to 9 bucks a, a pop – when I get in there, I don't know if I can make that transition. Yeah, I'm with you. But you know what is going to help, or what it's going to help, is the coffers of the LSU athletic department because they are going to sell a boatload of alcohol in that stadium, Carter. So uh, more money and the rich get richer, I suppose. Huh? Yeah, and, and here's the thing, is that you have to make the money where you can. And there's a lot of people that push back against alcohol sales inside of stadiums. It's not so much in Louisiana, but let's say Arkansas, for instance, a little bit more of a Bible Belt state. They were one of the biggest proponents of selling alcohol inside the stadium because they want to do whatever it takes to get more people in because Arkansas is not any good. So, of course, there was pushback there, but, I mean, come on. This is this is a money-making business, and these athletic departments have bills to pay. He's Carter Bryant, host of the Carter Bryant Show on 107.1 FM and 1400 AM. Joins us every week on the show. Speaking of Arkansas, uh, man, they open up with Portland State. Then it's Ole Miss in their first SEC game next week. What's the outlook here for the Razorbacks? So here's – and I just released a new podcast with Arkansas Razorback covered. So whoever in South – and you know what's funny? I actually met a few Hawk fans. I live in New Orleans. 
You can go to my website and you can check that out, cartofthepower.com. But uh, this is interesting, Seth. Arkansas has the softest SEC schedule I've ever seen. Since the eight-game conference, since all that, it is the easiest SEC West schedule ever. Now, obviously, every SEC West schedule is tough. But they play four non-conference opponents, none of which are Power 5 schools, all of which, Seth, finished at least three games under 500 last year. It's an easy cupcake schedule, and three of those four games come in the first month of the year. So they should finish at least four and eight. They were two of a two-win team last year. Here's the problem. It's that these are the Arkansas Razorbacks. They don't want a relatability. It's that cousin that always screws up. You know, you give them a thousand chances over and over. Arkansas is going to screw up their bowl chance in the most Arkansas way imaginable. They're going to go five and seven this year, Seth. They're going to get two SEC wins, but they're going to lose to one of these cupcakes because that would be the most Arkansas Razorback thing to do. Of course. And I always wondered if I was the cousin who always screws up. So I was thinking about that there, uh, <laughs> pondering it very hard. Uh, at Carter, the power on Twitter. Uh, let's go to the NFL. I haven't picked your brain yet, even on text. I wanted to save it for the show about Andrew Luck, the surprise retirement last week. And boy, it's, I thought when Doug Gottlieb made that Twitter comment that Andrew Luck represents millennials, paraphrasing, and well, he's soft and millennials are soft. Got a ton of backlash for that. I thought that would stop anybody else from making similar comments. Well, I've been wrong. Uh, a lot more people have piggybacked on that. Now, admittedly, the Andrew Luck apologist supporters, not apologists, the Andrew Luck supporters here, and I'm one of them, are far outweigh the people who are banging on him. But th- there's a split here, Carter. What do you make of this? Yes, and the split is justifiable because there's people out there that say, hey, you know what? You do have this job that everybody dreams of having. Everyone at some point wanted to be that NFL quarterback. I'm all for Andrew Luck making the decision that he wanted to make. But come on, you can't absolve him from all responsibility. And a lot of people are like, well, you know he's in a lot of pain. He's doing this because he's quitting because he has all this money on the table. Yeah, because he's already made $97 billion. That's the reason why he's able to make this decision when he could make it. Also, Indianapolis Colts fans, Seth, have all the right in the world to say that they are angry at Andrew Luck for now. Now, obviously, in the grand scheme of things, yes, his body was battered. Yes, he played with the lacerated kidney. Nobody is disagreeing with that. But, as many Saints fans can attest, we spend a lot of money covering our NFL team. We spend a lot of time. We spend a lot of our emotional investment. It's our escape from our tough, everyday lives. That's what our favorite NFL team does for you. And every Indianapolis Colts fan, last Friday night, or last Saturday night, had their heart ripped out of their stomach. That's how, that's how hard it is. This entire season is ruined. So, no one out there is disagreeing that Andrew Luck has all the right in the world to do what he did. But come on, the, the, the fans are disappointed. Who else wouldn't be? No, I, I agree. And that's why I've also defended the Colts fans in that moment booing. Yes, it was wrong. I think everybody who did boo probably now realizes that they were wrong. But come on, it's an alcohol-infused group. Uh, you know, fans are fanatics for a reason, right, Carter? So I'm, I'm never somebody who tries to, you know, take – 
unwarranted shots or big-time shots at a fan base for a reaction in a moment, uh, I think. Uh, it seemed like a little bit silly to me. I will say that it is interesting that some fans who haven't come off, and, and I don't think these are really Colts fans. These seem to be around the country. Um, are you know They won't speak up about any of the stuff with Tyreek Hill or Kareem Hunt or Greg Hardy, right. but you know they're, they're screaming at the top of their lungs about Colin Kaepernick and Andrew Luck. I, just, I kind of roll my eyes at all that, man. Yeah, well, that just shows you all our morals are messed up. And that's the thing, you know, Seth, that, and I think about this a lot, and I thought about what you just said a lot. I saw a few people bring that up on Twitter. You know, a lot of your listeners are probably smart listeners. They understand your very nuanced take on sports and stuff. Uh, all of but my listeners, that, Carter, I'm going to correct. All of my listeners are the smartest of the smart. Yes. But the funny thing is, is that there's a whole different faction of the population, and it's bigger than what we would think that we see on social media and that what we see just out in the regular world. There's a whole bunch of people that have no morals. They don't care about anyone else. They, they have their set of beliefs. And guess what? Whenever it comes to football, anything that these guys do that is great or that is bad off the field, they don't give a rip. But if you kneel for the anthem or if you do anything that's right in front of them for their football, because think about that, all the Tyree Kill stuff that you were mentioning, that didn't happen on the football field. Mm-hmm. The Andrew Luck thing was a very visible thing. Whenever they see that, that's all they normally think about, and that's part of the reason why they do it, because there are all crappy people out there that only care about things that they can see. Carter, uh, you're a stand-up comic, too, and last week you were telling us you were heading off to a competition, and I understand that, oh, man, the baddest of all bad beats for you, right? You, like, made the first day cut, and then and it, what happened the second day? Yeah, so it was set up, as I say, they did a, you have to send a video in, I think 60 comics sent in videos. They took 15 of those, and then the first round, they cut it down to five, and then I made it to the top five. I, I did well in the first round, got to the final round, and had a good set. I even sent you the YouTube link. If people want to see it, they can find it. Um, and I finished fourth. I finished fourth out of fifth, and only the top three paid. Uh, the other guys were good working pros, and they killed it. And I mean, they, they were probably better than me. But that's the thing. Comedy is very subjective. It's a weird thing. It's not like, hey, the Warriors – lost four games to two or whatever it was last year in the finals you know there's objective numbers in sports unfortunately there's not in comedy it's all audience mixed with random judges so yeah man i i guess they didn't they didn't like my my, my jokes about my, my background but so be it uh yeah there you go. Just, yeah bad beat right just that's all you can do move on uh okay. you're on to what you're on to kansas city or whatever belichick says out there yeah yeah okay. <laughs> on to Kansas City. Uh, Carter Bryant, host of the Carter Bryant Show, 1071 FM and 1400 AM in El Dorado, South Arkansas. You're up there. Be sure to find him every day. He's also on Twitter where everybody can find him, at Carter the Power. Carter, always appreciate it, man. Yeah, we'll talk to you next week, Sam. All right, we'll do it. We'll take a break. We're back with your phone calls and your texts. What do you want to talk about? For the last, what, 35 minutes of our show here, Saints, LSU, Tulane, Southeastern, World of sports, anything you want, give me a call, 504-260-1870. And our text line, 870-870. 
The last lap continues on WWL. That's like a great weekend of sports coming. Tomorrow, it's the final Saints game. This weekend, well, look, let's back up to tomorrow. Tomorrow also, Southeastern against Jacksonville State up at Strawberry Stadium. Yes, if you are looking for an awesome event to go to tomorrow and maybe you can't get to the Saints preseason game or you're not interested in preseason football, go up to Strawberry Stadium. I mean it. That's going to be number six Jacksonville State, number six in the country, against um, Coach Selfo and uh, his crew for Southeastern. 7 o'clock tomorrow at Strawberry Stadium. Of course, this weekend, LSU opens it up against Georgia Southern. And if that school, you're like, oh, wait a second, there's somebody with somebody with LSU who has connections to Georgia Southern. Uh, yeah, and his name is Chris Blair, former play-by-play voice there, and now play-by-play voice for your LSU Tigers. Text from the 504, Seth, favor, please. Find out how Ed uh, Orgeron himself pronounces his last name and you're right is it Ogeron or Orgeron and that's where we we all get confused it's almost like a Calevon Chason I pronounce it Chason I have pronounced it Chason uh, and apparently he pronounced it Chason but everybody else down here most people have pronounced it uh, what Chason but Calevon in a press conference said well my mama said it was Chason so I'm gonna do what his mama does but I guess neither here nor there with that uh, is I don't know if Caleb Vaughn's going to be mad. Is Coach O going to be mad if you put an R in there or leave it out? I don't know. Uh, here's a text from the 504. Wrong, guys. Indy fans are outrageous. Well, no, they're not. I mean, no more outrageous in my mind than any other fan base. They're fine up there. We'll take a break. When we come back, speaking of going around the NFL, we do. We go out to Washington, and we'll go inside NFL training camp there as that series continues right here on The Last Lap. Now, welcome back to the show. I just got a message on our text line. Hey, Seth, are you excited about Breaking Bad, the movie? And uh, my answer to that would be yes. Logan, you seen Breaking Bad, the show? Yes. Thoughts on the show, and I hope it's uh, just all only great thoughts. I absolutely love it, and I love how uh, – I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, online content as well as uh-huh. uh, some TV shows. I love how much online content and commentary it has spawned because of its great characters, their development, and such like that. Hey, yeah, that's it. Look, I couldn't put it any better myself. And they announced, in case you're a Breaking Bad fan that didn't see this, the movie's – already made and it's coming out in november i never i've never seen a movie promo that we didn't know was coming we all kind of expected oh and we've heard some rumors it'll be a couple years no it's november it's like a couple of months away and they just dropped that on us a couple of days ago did you see that uh no i hadn't personally seen it so i'm pretty excited for that uh yeah so am i uh go watch the trailer it is one character no spoilers uh, in an interrogation room talking about oh a certain somebody who sped away at the end of the movie uh, excuse me, the end of the TV show. So uh, there you go. That's a synopsis. Uh, go find it yourself. And with that, time to play a little sports libs here. Logan's behind the glass. He'll MC. It's like Mad Libs sports style. We try to riff this. Uh, we can be serious. We can be funny. I don't know the mood I'm in today, so I don't know exactly what I'm going to do. But you can play along on the text line at 870-870 if you want, or tweet at me at Seth Dunlap. What you got tonight, Logan? Uh, first up, we have the LSU football opponent that I'm not looking forward to facing the most would be blank. I mean, honestly, it's probably Georgia Southern just because it's the tune-up for Texas and they don't stand a chance in Tiger Stadium. And even, you know, a perennially, or at least now perennially, moribund 
SEC team like Arkansas or Old Miss. Old Miss hadn't been good in a few years. You could maybe find scenarios where they somehow keep it close, I guess. I mean, even those games shouldn't be very good this year. But, yeah, I'm, look, I'm just being honest. I'm not really excited for this Georgia Southern game, other than the fact that college football is back. you got beer in Tiger Stadium, and we get to see Joe Burrow and you know this new-look offense. So from that perspective, I am. But your question was opponent, and, yeah, it's Georgia Southern. All right, next up here we have, I can't wait to see blank versus Saints in the normal season. Or in the regular season. How about referees? I cannot wait to see what the referees against the Saints in the regular season. In fact, I, I just need one camera shot the entire time. Like one camera operator needs to be on Sean Payton the whole game. And we need mic'd up audio of everything he says to officials this year. Because I imagine a lot of them will be very R-rated conversations, which I'm down for. And we have hard knocks. Now let's get Peyton Knox or Saints Knox I don't know but that's that's gonna be fascinating so refs versus the Saints should should be pretty fun this year all right next up we have the baby cakes leaving will have a blank effect on Louisiana a uh oh well effect on Louisiana like none none like look I'm a baseball guy I've told this story many times I am in this chair because of my love of the sport of baseball when I was really young. I used to sneak when I was supposed to be in bed and go grab an old AM radio and turn it to scratchy Seattle Mariners broadcast, and I listened to those all night long, and I'm like, I'm going I'm to do something like that when I got older. Okay, So I have lots of love for the sport of baseball. But how that organization has treated the city over the last few years and specifically what they've done with this SMG story that Chris Miller first reported today on WWL and the LSED that, well, they're not informing them they're going to break the least, is, is just – I'll, I'll say it's bad business to be as kind as I can. And frankly, I don't think anybody here is going to miss them. I don't think there's a single person in New Orleans who's going to miss the baby cakes. Other than maybe uh, Tim Grubbs, who's a, a heck of a broadcaster, and it might be sticking around. All right. Next up here, we have a little bit more baby cakes. I don't know why it took me so long to do this question, but <laughs> okay. blank would have been a better name for the baby cakes. Oh, man. That is a great question. Have you thought about this one? Uh, I know a really snarky answer I could give myself. Okay. Uh, literally anything. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Literally. What in the, A baby cake? Like, what is a baby cake? I still am. I'm still years later wondering what a baby cake is. I know what they're trying to say. It is. Have you? You were born and raised here. Lived your whole life here, Logan. Have you ever heard anybody, one person, refer to a king cake baby as a baby cake? No. Yeah. It's it's so weird. I I have like three friends who are uh, who are at least like moderately into the Zephyrs growing up uh, around the same time sure. as I was, and. When they changed it over, they just lost all interest in following anything that was happening with the team at all. Well, it was the prototypical. And if you missed my opening monologue, I need to give a little context to this so it doesn't just sound like I'm being, um, well, what's the word? Where, where you're not very tolerant of outside cultures, a xenophobe. It sounds like I'm going to be a xenophobe here, but I'm not. I'm from a different part of the country. I grew up in the Northwest. I came here, so I have experienced 
xenophobia here in New Orleans and other places I've lived, right? So I have a lot of empathy for businessmen or people in my career, my business, anybody really who comes to a different part of the country trying to make a living, trying to make things work. And I had a good relationship with Cookie Rojas, who's the general manager. But when you come down here as a business owner, when you come down here trying to own and, and revitalize a minor league baseball team, maybe take the pulse of the fan base a little more. Don't act like you know everything. And you've got to teach these terrible sports fans here in New Orleans exactly how to be sports fans and how to be baseball fans. And frankly, that's how they treated us. And I was quiet for two years about this. Well, I was quiet the last year about this since they let us know they were leaving. But last straw was today when Chris Miller reported all that nonsense. So I'm going to go with your answer, and I'm going to say uh, anything. How about the bye-bye? How about just bye-bye? How about that? That's the name they should have had, bye-bye. All right. And the last one here we have, expectations need to be lowered for blank. This good question. This anything. Yeah, that's a good question. What is something that's massive? It's coming up. There's so many easy answers here. Expectations must be lowered. Oh, I got a good one. Christian Garrick will like this. Expectations should be lowered for the final Star Wars film, or at least the Skywalker saga of the Star Wars films. I, we have a fan base. If, you, if you're if not like super nitty Star Wars followers, like I am, I love it. I'm a Star Wars nerd, a happy, proud, imperial flag waving yes i'm a member of the dark side um star wars fan but the expectations for this movie logan are absurd people expect that i feel like if, it, if this isn't the greatest gift to cinema ever people are going to freak out like they freaked out with ryan johnson's the last jedi which i absolutely adored from just you know an entertainment perspective so Maybe Star Wars fans out there, and we got a big one, Brian in Mid-City, who listens to the show every day and texting me right now. I can see it to the left side on my text screen. Just lower expectations a little bit. Allow yourself to have a – it was like the Tarantino – you see the latest Tarantino film, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? I haven't seen it yet, but I really want to see it. Go see it. It's fantastic. The last act, the last 30 to 45 minutes of the movie – is some of my favorite cinema ever and is my favorite 30, 45 minutes of Tarantino ever. Go and see it for just that. But a lot of people, and a lot of people I consider my friends, and look, I'm just one opinion, one guy on the radio with one opinion. A lot of people didn't like it. And I'm like, oh, man, just let yourself go have fun a little bit here. And I know, you know, if Fletcher or Sharif's or anybody's listening out there going, oh, what is Dunlap talking about? He doesn't know anything. Maybe I don't. I will say this. You may have learned this about me, Logan. When it comes to entertainment, I am the easiest guy to please. I like almost every TV show. I like almost every movie. I like almost every video game. Like I just like it all. I'm very easy, very easily pleased, very hard to disappoint, I guess. That's what people have told me. I guess that's what I found out. The only movie that I haven't liked that I've actually seen in theaters probably ever that I was like, oh, get me out of here, which everybody else loved, was Ex Machina. You see Ex Machina? That was the one about the robot. Yeah, no, I haven't. I haven't seen it, but I've heard about it. Uh, yeah, I, I and everybody I, loved it, and I, I didn't. I, I wanted out of the theater. I, I thought it was like watching paint dry. But I, I that movie, I think it was nominated for an Oscar. Like ninety ratings on Rotten Tomatoes. Everybody loved it. I don't know why I didn't like it, but it was like, oh man, like I've seen this before or something. I think 
I think it was that way with like The Nun or something. Like I would go see that with a bunch of my friends. <laughs> the Nun. That's and, a scary movie, right? Yeah. And so uh, we went go, we went go see it in uh, theaters, and they all came out like, "Yeah, no, that's pretty good." And I'm like, "No, it, it was it was pretty bad for me. I I thoroughly did not enjoy my time here." <laughs> hey, here's a great answer from the nine eight five. Expectations should be lowered for the Popeyes chicken sandwich. Maybe everybody's acting like that's God's gift to chicken. I tried it. It's great, by the way. It's great. All right, that's Sports Libs. We'll come back, end the show. You need to stick around for this. LSU Athletic Director Scott Woodward dropping the mic on Nick Saban. Yes, again, you've got to hear this. That's next. Now, what a fantastic show we had here today. Thanks to everybody who was a part of it. Our guest, Ralph Michaels, Mitchell Tischler, Doug Mouton, Alan Waddell, Ben Mintz, Carter Bryant. Big-time lineup of guests. If you missed any of the show, and really, if you missed my opening monologue, Logan will have it up on the podcast if it's not up already. It's about the baby cakes and how I've just kind of had it with them, and I'm kind of giving them a swift kick out the New Orleans door. You can find that, again, on our podcast. If you missed any of the show, find the podcast, www.com, the radio.com app, or Apple Podcasts. Good luck to Southeastern tomorrow. They open it up against Jacksonville State, the number sixth-ranked team in uh, the FCS and Strawberry Stadium should be special tomorrow night, 7 o'clock there. Also, we will begin our Saints coverage tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Steve Court and I kick it off with the Acadian Windows fans' first take on WWL. And then we'll be live until 1 a.m. And I know Bobby Aber and Christian Garrick, during the point after, we'll have three hours of great discussion on possible Saints cutdowns. That's probably going to be must-listen radio for any Saints fans. Final look at our Blue Runner Gumbo opinion poll. Are you a bad LSU fan if you don't go to the Georgia Southern game? I say no. Carter Bryant said no. And 75% of you, a full three-quarters of you, are agreeing with Carter and I saying no. 25% said yes. Thanks to Logan Falgu, our MC during Sports Libs, and also our studio producer. Thanks to Tim Zimmer, booking the show. Diane Newman, our program director. Tom Manessis, our assistant program director, and Helen Centani, our day producer, for helping out. Again, check the podcast if you missed any of the show. Give me a follow on Twitter, at Seth Dunlap. We'll keep the conversation going there, and we'll be back tomorrow for Saints football. We'll hand it off now to Beyond Reality Radio. And as always, I leave you with our moment of zen, LSU Athletic Director Scott Woodward at the Rotary Club luncheon today. Oh, boy, did he let Nick Saban have it. Listen to this. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.